Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Yes, so it's a slightly different podcast this week um, because of working arrangements this week. We can't get together on Thursday for the podcast. So although you're listening to this on Thursday, we're recording this in the Franco Farrell suite at Plainmore on Tuesday. It is my clock here says it is 22.07 on Tuesday and we've just seen Torquay beaten 3-2 by Eastley. I think we're looking at each other in blank astonishment uh, and mystification absolutely i mean outside there are a few lights left on there the rain is swirling down the ground it's a cold night here and it was a chilly finish to the game wasn't it i, uh, I i'm i'm it'll take me several days and i think united fans who were here will be the same to get over that result yeah um I mean, uh, talk talk um, you've gone down three two in case you hadn't seen the result they've conceded a goal uh, a minute into four minutes of stoppage time, Tom Bearwish of uh, Eastleigh. Substitute. First touch of the ball, I think. Possibly his only touch of the ball, I think. Um, slid don't, in. Don't. <laughs> slid in on, on a cross from the left by yeah. Danny Hollands. Uh, good game by Danny Hollands, ex Torquay Loney. Played good, well. Good player he's been over the years, hasn't he? He, was a, he? he helped to keep United in the league in 2006 when he was on loan here from Chelsea. He's now about 103. <laughs> um, no, apologies to him. Still a bloody good player. Yeah. Played for Portsmouth Crew, one or two other clubs. and um, He's not as quick as he once was. I don't think he was ever that quick, but um, a real good, good footballer. Player. I mean, he's, he's he scored, one, scored one and made one yeah, there absolutely. tonight. Um, but, uh, but the fr- not... most frustrating thing, and I mean, you'll by now, you, listeners, you will have read Gary Johnson's post-match comments because they'll have been up online. But we just heard him say them. The most frustrating thing is that Torquay played some very, very good football tonight. Well, I, I thought it was a belting game. Yeah. Uh, for a national league, you know, level five match, there was some football played that was way above that level. United contributing much of it. Yeah. In their attacking play, but the one word that Gary Johnson used in his post-match press conference, and he used it more than once, was naivety. He did. And, yes. And yeah. and how how can you argue with that? Um, United, right from the start of the season, have had uh, a, a defensive uncertainty, vulnerability yeah. about them, uh, and it's still what is this the thirteenth game of the season, yeah. I think, and um, it's it's such a shame because uh, going forward they were back to their old sales tonight. Oh, they were um, yeah. after a couple yeah. of rather tame attacking efforts in the last couple of games. Um, that they played some great stuff tonight. You they know, did. players I mean, like young Matt Bues in midfield. I thought um, the three midfielders Frank tonight. Frank Vincent. Frank Vincent, yeah. who deservedly got man of the match. Matt yeah. Bues, that's the best game. I mean, it's only a second game, yeah. but it, you know, he was he was head and shoulders today um, above what he was on Saturday. Yeah. He wasn't bad then. No. Um, and Ben Whitfield. Ben again. Whitfield. Ben Whitfield on the right wing or both wings seemed to be at, at yeah. times. And Jake Andrews played well as well. That that, yeah. that four in midfield were were really good tonight. Uh, but uh, Rory Keating came in up front and put himself about with his yeah. usual muscular yeah. energy and took the weight off Jamie Reed. Um, uh, Reedy, I think, has just sort of just come off 
the terrific standards that he was setting a few weeks ago. Um, uh, I, d- didn't have a great game no. tonight. I, I but, think you're right, uh, but I think teams are getting wise to Reedy teams and marking him tighter. Dagenham and Redbridge did a job on him yeah, on sure. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And when I think he, when he was effectively on his own. I know yeah. that wasn't the plan for him to be on his own up front. But, but anyway, that, that, that's by the by. Um, I thought United, it was exhilarating some of their attacking yeah, play yeah. tonight. That was what we, we were seeing earlier on in the season. And yet they've allowed Eastley, who, <laughs> how Eastley were down there in 20th place before kick-off tonight, I don't know, mm. um, because they were looked a thoroughly decent side tonight. Um, but they just couldn't live with United at times, especially in the first half. No. Um, uh, United led twice, twice pulled back and even a point would have been a disappointment yeah. this evening even a point would have been a real disappointment and they haven't even got that that in no. the end but um, there you go um, I, I thought Gary Johnson might have him locked in the dressing room for quite a while well, yeah. afterwards yeah. Um, but he popped out pretty quick um, almost not philosophical he isn't because I know sometimes he puts on a different face in mm. public than the one he, he has in private with the players but um uh, you know, he he, he was uh, his his comments were reasonably philosophical, in as much yeah. as you know. Well, this is where we are at the moment. Uh, we're we're we've got to work, do better in defence, and we've just got to get back out on the training yeah. ground and 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 keep going. Because this is developing into. I mean, Gary Johnson said it himself. It's a poor run. It's one win in six now, isn't yeah. it for Torquay? Yeah, and he doesn't try and sweeten the pill no. <laughs> at times no. like this. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, it, it is. It, they've got to. Yeah. They've got to pull out of this. It, 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 the frustrating thing is that wasn't a bad team out there tonight. No, but absolutely not. They they just don't defend. Uh, uh, lots of basic crosses too easy. They look brittle uh, in uh, defence tonight, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, Very uh, much. And, so. and have they have done at times? Yeah. They've just given away. Poor goals, you know, uh, uh, just n- people not. I suppose you do have to remember that 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 back four, leaving out Liam Davis, who's thirty-two. Yeah. Here we go again. Carl Cameron, twenty-two. Young players. Uh, Robbie Cundy, twenty, twenty-one on loan from yeah. Bristol City, and Ben Winter, twenty-two, yeah. going on twenty-three. Uh, again, you know, there ain't too much. And then you look at. A lot of the teams they're playing against nowadays in in this division, and they are packed with experience. I mean, Eastleigh have actually got even more injuries than United have got at the moment, yeah. and they still had, you know, people like Andrew Boyce, Danny Joe Collins, Partington. Yeah. Joe Partington, yeah. um, Michael Green, been there and done it, you know. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, United, I, I thought. Um, opened them up time and time again, not through bad defending, just through the sheer verve and pace of United's attacking play. Whitfield was was terrific, wasn't he, on the wing? And um, uh, it's just a real disappointment that um, they haven't managed to finish it off. Interesting team selection tonight again from, uh, I mean, Manny Duku. The the nil-nil draw against Dagenham and Redbridge on Saturday, he was on the bench, he didn't get on. You know, when you thought that Torquay were chasing a goal... You kind of expected him to yeah, come on. Rory Keating went on instead. He did. And Rory Keating got the nod ahead of him tonight as well. Yeah. Manny Duku did at least get on tonight, but yeah. he only got on for about the last seven or eight minutes yeah. and didn't really influence the game at all. No, he, I think by that stage, uh, um, uh, what, the 78th minute, he yeah. got their second equaliser. Um, and... Uh, I, I think, in fairness, Eastleigh always thought they were in with a chance yeah. because of 
the defensive problems that we've just been talking about. But um, but no, getting back to Duku, I thought as well um, Gary Johnson's comments after the game on Saturday, when he effectively said that when they need more of a presence up front, Ruri Keating is the guy we're you yeah. know, we're going to. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if you were Manny Duku, you'd be going. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> um, well, that's, uh, that's what I but, was signed for. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. But it's not happening for him at the moment. And and I think we did have a little bit of a chat about it last week, didn't mm. we, about the situation he finds himself in. Um, strikers, goalkeepers, wingers, they're the black and white positions in the yeah. team. You're yeah. either a hero or a villain. It either happens or it doesn't happen. But, but especially centre-forwards, there is no easy ticket to... No. To, to turning it round. You just have to work harder and harder and harder and harder and finally it will turn for you. Yeah. And there's no substitute for it and Manny Duku's got to get get out there on that training ground, um, run himself into the ground and when he gets a chance in games, do it, you know, keep yeah. doing that yeah. and, and hopefully eventually it will turn for him. And these games aren't getting any easier, are they? It's away at Stockport on Saturday. And then filed to come here. I mean, filed are on a decent run as well. Aren't well, they? it's about time because they because um, they've spent a fortune on that team <laughs> yeah, and made a yeah. very poor start. But there are signs that they're getting going again. And um, I think this could be a right scramble this this division this yeah. year. All right, Bromley have made a great start. Woking much better than anyone expected, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but there's quite a lot of teams in the bottom half of the table who definitely won't finish in the bottom half of the table. No. So United really need to, uh, you know, <laughs> pick up uh, yeah. some more points fairly quickly just so that they don't get dragged into any sort of silliness at the bottom of the table. I think they're better than that. I think there's more talent here than a bottom of the table team or, or a bottom half team yeah. without any, any shadow of a doubt. Um, but they've got to they've got to start keeping the ball out of their own net you know, um, uh, more than they are doing. I mean, let's face it, the Dagenham game was only their second clean sheet in 12 games this season. Yeah. And that's, now it's two two in uh, in 13. Uh, not not good enough no. at the back. And well, there, there are players to come back, obviously, aren't there? Asa Hall is a big miss at the moment in the midfield. Armani Little, of course, you know, he's been out now for four Ever since games. the Woking match th- uh, the three Woking weeks match. ago, yeah, yeah. And he is hugely influential when he does play, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think Hall as well, you know, uh, Hall provides that that sort of... He wins those midfield headers. Yeah. He 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 picks up those second balls. That sometimes um, the, the 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 young United midfield, for all their attacking flair, don't do. Uh, we, we were commenting, weren't we, halfway through the second half, when a couple of times United were attacking, they'd thrown men forward, yeah. trying to get in the box, trying to get in the end of crosses. The ball breaks half into midfield, and Eastley time and time again were picking up that ball yeah, yeah. Uh, and counter-attacking uh, uh, on United. And Hall provides that that little... He just holds back uh, yeah. and, and often picks up those uh, the, the, those balls. But there you go. That, that's uh, um, uh, United could do with him back. But defensively, I mean, let's face it, uh, um, you've got... Um, Jean-Yves is Jean-Yves the only Jean-Yves defender missing, to come in. Yeah. He's the only yeah. defender that's missing. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and Gary Johnson was hinting in his comments just now that that's something that he has to and will be looking at. Yeah. Um, the fact that United aren't, aren't, aren't defending quite as reliably as they, as they need to. Yeah. I see. I'm just, I'm 
just taking a, a sneaky look at your notes here, Dave, but you're saying he's not going easy on the players despite the injuries here. No, I, th- I think I think he was, yeah, the, the, in the build-up to this game, you know, it would be very easy for the manager to say, oh, we've had eight players out with this and that and the other, blah, blah, blah. He, he, and he's never once, yes, he's admitted they have had the people out, of course they have, but he's never once said, well, um, you know, we're struggling to put a good team out. He's saying, no, 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 we've still got enough in yeah. the squad to do it. And and uh, and he's never allowed the players to start feeling sorry for themselves because of the amount of lads who are out. Yeah. Yeah. He said, no, no, you you know, we've got all you in. You are all capable of going into this team and, and doing a job and winning games. Um, get on with it. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and knowing the players, they aren't. They they don't think like that, and they don't feel like that. But um, uh, it's just a bit of a combination of factors at the moment. They're running into some reasonably capable sides, apart from Chesterfield. Uh, that defeat was a real was a real stunner. Strange and, one, and Chesterfield yeah. proved yeah. what a struggling side they are. They're getting stuffed four 0 at uh, at Sutton on Saturday yeah. the week the week after they'd beaten United one 0 That was a that for me that was the worst result of this current run. Yeah. Um, uh, by quite a long way, um, even though we're all looking at each other a bit glumly this, this evening. But um, no, there you go. There you go. So. Podcast. These podcasts being what they are, we like to have a little look back at some of the matches that have uh, happened in years gone by. Now, Stockport has got you thinking about... Well, uh, I, I, as soon as, you know, Stockport away is not a game that we've been able to enjoy for quite a long time. It's a long time, um, hasn't it? Because they've, uh, they've been down in the doldrums for a while, Stockport they? have done even more, even more what United have done. Yeah. You know, they got relegated out of the league in, what, 2011, something like that. Went down to the old conference north two years yeah. later and have been really struggling since. But uh, they're back up now and I think all talkie fans will, 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 will be pleased to see that they're back up because they're a proper club and, yeah. and etc. But it took me back to... Uh, an extraordinary uh, set of circumstances. Um, oh dear, dear! Is it really forty years ago? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Nineteen seventy-nine. Yeah, uh, uh, and and some younger fans w- w- may may think I'm talking rubbish here. Uh, United in 1979, December it was, yeah. um, were ordered... It was a cold one as well, December it was 79, well, wasn't it? And that was yeah. part of the reason why this happened. United were ordered to and did play twice in less than 24 hours. It's incredible, isn't uh, it? Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you suggested that now, people would say, no, 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 that's a joke. But it happened. Um, uh, the FA Cup was behind schedule. Yeah. Uh, United played Swindon Town in a second round tie. Uh, and it had to be played on a Tuesday night. Obviously, usually it would be played on a Saturday. It was played on a Tuesday night. A three-all draw, great game yeah. at, uh, here at Plainmore. The problem was um, that the FA were worried about the competition falling behind, so that they uh, they told you the the, re- the replay date at the county ground, Swindon, was set for the Saturday. Okay. Yeah. However, yeah. Uh, uh, Stockport County in those days always played on a Friday night, and United were due to go to Stockport on the Friday yeah. on the Friday night. Now, if Stockport had been playing on the Saturday, I've no doubt that the FA Cup tie would have taken preference. Yeah. But because Stockport were playing on the Friday night and the FA wanted the cup replay to be got out of the way, the league insisted that their league match Stockport v Torquay go ahead on the Friday night and the FA insisted that their replay happen at Swindon on the Saturday afternoon. 
So United went it's to Stockport on the Friday yeah. night. Yeah. They lost 4-0 on a pitch which I promise you would be ruled unplayable now. It was rock hard. Frosty, yeah. Uh, ice in the pit, yeah. Uh, absolutely yeah. ice-bound pitch. Yeah. Uh, United lost 4-0. Uh, uh, I was travelling with the team then. We stayed overnight in Stockport on the Friday night. Got off at the crack of dawn, jumped back on the team coach, headed down the motorway. Uh, to the county ground and lost 3-2 in a really great game. They played terrifically well at Swindon on the Saturday yeah. afternoon. Two games in less than 24 hours. That can't have happened very often. Well, of course, it, it yeah. used to happen. They used to play Christmas Day Boxing Day, Christmas didn't they? Day Boxing Day, exactly. But that wasn't less than 24 no. hours, all right. It would have been, yeah. you know, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock, something like that. Although sometimes, of course, they used to play um, uh, Christmas Day games in the morning right. and then Boxing yeah. Day afternoon. But... Uh, I think you'll have to go an awful long way to find a, a, an occasion when any professional football team was asked to play twice in less inside than 24, 24 hours. hours. Inside 24 hours. But and 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 would it have, would a first division team have been asked to do it? No, I don't think so. I think not. That's I mean that's a stat worthy of our mate Steve, who's who came up with a couple of good ones today. By the way, uh, pointed out of course that the assistant referee tonight, Stacey Pearson, is an ex Yeovil Town ladies player. Oh, who else would know that apart from <laughs> Statman Steve? Also pointed out this thirty two years ago this week that just out there behind me, Derek Dawkins scored the goal that beat Spurs in a League, League Cup. Cup. Second round must have been uh, a second round. Second round tie. Second yeah. round first leg tie. Yeah, here under um, Cyril Knowles. Under Cyril Knowles, uh, ex Spurs favourite, of course. Uh, uh, he had just taken over after yeah. the staying in the league with the police dogs help season. What a great um, night that was, though, wasn't it? It, it was uh, terrific. Derek didn't score many goals, no, but he didn't. Um, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely packed five five yeah. something thousand, whatever Playmore held in those days. Torquay won. I think it was. The fact that it was only a few months after they had nearly gone out yeah, of the league yeah. it just showed what a crazy game football can be, wasn't it? One one moment you're 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 saving your football league status with the help of a police dog, and four months later you're beating Spurs in yeah. the, in in the League Cup. And it was a strong Spurs team. This is before the oh, yes. days when they put out one team in the League Cup, a You're completely different team. Absolutely not. Proper... No, no. The first team played, and indeed. United actually played really well in the replay yeah. at White Hart Lane. Yeah. Um, uh, it was nil-nil for a very long time. Spurs scored one-nil, um, and then uh, United. I can remember Mark Lauren played brilliantly that night on the left wing. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful performance. Um, and United kept threatening to get the equaliser. Yeah. And Spurs, the crowd there, I can remember, were were uh, losing their rag big time uh, because Spurs couldn't finish us off. And um, eventually, um, there's a little Belgian, Nico Klaassen, Nico I think, Klaassen. Um, yeah. uh, scored, I think, uh, for Spurs. And they ended up winning 3-0 on the night and 3-1 on aggregate. But um, and I have, I have to days. say that for the, uh, the the game that Torquay did win here, I'm not sure if I'm risking a life ban by admitting that I did take part in the pitch invasion after the match. <laughs> and um, I got, got very close to Derek the Dude uh, in the celebrations afterwards. Well, well you'd have to, because there's some old, great old Herald Express pictures of it being carried shoulder <laughs> yeah. high off the pitch. And, great, um, great occasion. That. It was as well and uh, before we outstay our welcome here in the uh, Franco Farrell suite a couple of other things that we wanted to mention um, good to have Chris Todd back in the fold at uh, Torquay United Isn't it? I think and it strengthens the links with South Devon College it does it? And, and, and I've always been a great believer that, that the youth coach is one of the most important appointments in any professional yeah. football club any proper club 
Um, and United have been very lucky for the last two years or something like that to have Sean Taylor around. Uh, hugely popular guy. The under-18 team uh, loved playing for him. Um, he's decided to step down. Yeah. Um, uh, a bit more time with his family, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, possibly to pursue some other interests. Um, everybody very sad to see him go. Not only was he a very good youth coach, but but also spent a lot of time at the training ground with the first team during the week. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sean was gone, um, and uh, I think uh, it was the phrase "perfect continuity" was how yeah. Gary Johnson described the appointment of Chris Todd, yeah, um, because obviously he's he already knows quite a lot of the lads in the United under-18 yeah. team because quite a few of them are drawn from South Devon College. He's on the staff there at the college. Um, obviously, ex-United promotion-winning defender. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, Well-known to everybody at Playmore. And it's very easy to forget the managerial and coaching experience he's had over the last few well, he, years. Well, he managed tonight's <laughs> opponents, didn't he? Former, he managed Eastleigh for a while. He's a former manager of Eastleigh and yeah. did pretty well there, yeah. I remember, before getting the sack when Eastleigh were getting through managers like nobody's business. Um, uh, Truro City was number two to uh, Lee Hodges there. Yeah. Managed Gloucester City um, for a spell last last season, uh, and of course at the age of thirty eight, he's been turning out for Buckland Athletic uh, yeah. uh, this season. So um, I dare say his new job with United might uh... actor, singer, author. <laughs> Is there anything he can't do? No, probably not. <laughs> we'll get him on the podcast sometime soon. We'll yeah, have to try absolutely. and do that. And um, uh, so uh, I'm sure that will be. A, well, yeah. A, a, a good appointment. Um, uh, he knows most, if not all, of the players he'll be working yeah. with. Um, uh, he's he's a you know thoroughly hardworking and uh, nice bloke. Yeah. Not that that's necessarily a qualification in football, but he he, he can back it up with a lot of expertise as well. So um, uh, yeah, I think everybody's uh, happy with that appointment. Yes. And the other thing that we have on the agenda tonight is, is um, find some financial news from Torquay. Yeah, um, it'll, it's in the Herald Express tomorrow. Uh, this is or, it's or, always, or yesterday. As uh, you, oh, sorry, yesterday. I beg your pardon. Yeah, we're talking on. <laughs> we're time travelling. Yeah, this we are. Week, yeah, aren't we? yeah. Um, yeah uh, it's difficult these things because it's a balance. It's a new balance sheet, but mm -hmm. it covers not last season, but the season before last, the seventeen yeah. eighteen season, when United, of course, were relegated from the conference to the conference south sorry national league south yeah um uh, and that was obviously a very difficult year one way or another um and united basically lost best part of a million pound during that year to mm. the end of june 2018 um and uh, uh riviera stadium limited which now owns united uh, with clark osborne the, the owner chairman um, up their investment in the club to from oh I think it was about nine hundred and no so sorry about four hundred and fifty thousand yeah um, to one point four million I think it was something like that yeah um, now the intervening year mm -hmm. since effectively let's call it the Gary Johnson year <laughs> um, obviously last season yeah. Um, uh, much better performance and much better financial performance. Bigger, so I'm given bigger to understand crowds, bigger much crowds, bigger crowds. Um, yeah. uh, more revenue coming yeah. in. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure that the figures for last season, uh, when they come out in a year's time, will be, yeah. uh, well, certainly should be, uh, um, uh, considerably better. But it just again underlines 
you know, uh, uh, what's been happening on the financial front of Torquay over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, you had all those spells when former owner Thea Bristow was bankrolling the operation, losses every year. Um, you then had the, the very brave and gutsy uh, period with Dave Phillips' supporter yeah. regime, um, uh, which obviously was a very difficult time. And obviously now Clark Osborne and the Riviera Stadium Limited regime have come in. All of this, of course, is against a background of their ongoing hopes of yeah. moving United to a to a new stadium complex. Obviously, that's in the lap of the gods, and we'll see where that still see where that goes. But, um, uh, and I dare say, I, who knows? Would they have pumped this amount of money in if that hopes hadn't still existed? Well, they um, they are business people. Exactly, aren't they? exactly. They are business and, people, and and, and actually. I, <laughs> You know, I'm I'm quite pleased that there's some business people yeah. running the club. You, you you just this 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 business of a sort of um, uh, King Midas stroke Francis of Assisi character, you know, doesn't actually secure a long-term future for the club or any club. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's it's an awful lot of money to be owing to one person or mm. or one organisation. Yeah. Um, and there will be concern, some concerns on that score as well. But at least they're there to have um, bankrolled yeah. the operation. There's been a massive investment gone in right across the club over the past couple of years. You only so, have to really look at what might have been, don't you? Well, that's the other point. Yeah. But, you know, you've, I think everybody who comes to play more regularly can see what's gone on here. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you've had two lots of pitch, reno not yeah. just renovations, but overhauls. A lot of money spent out at the training ground at, at Seal Hain, uh, infrastructure here, etc., etc., etc. That doesn't come cheap, and um, uh, uh, you know that's the policy that Riviera Stadium yeah. Limited have pursued, and that Clark Osborne has pursued, um, and that's where we are. Right? It'll be interesting to see what the figures are in a year's time because yeah. last season was obviously the first time that it looked as if the club was starting to turn around. Mm -hmm. Up until that point. It had still been a downward spiral. Um, uh, okay, now United are back up into the conference after a very upbeat year. Yeah. Um, you know the, the gates have been pretty good um, compared it's, with the way they were before. So let's see where United is in a year's time. It is strange, isn't it? Because with the figures being twelve months behind, because you know this time next year, who knows where we could be sitting? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, there you go. Well. I think that's probably, we'll call it a day there, a slightly shorter podcast than normal, but as I say, we're doing this on a Tuesday night in the Franco Farrell suite. They'll be coming around and locking up behind us in a minute, so um, we'd better let you get on. Um, Stockport away on Saturday, safe journeys if you're heading up be there. there. Edgeley Park, be, be good to, to go one. back there. Uh, and we'll podcast again before the uh, the arrival of Filed in about 10 days' time from now. This is very strange doing this on a Tuesday. I haven't seen the paper yet. Everybody who listens to it will have seen the paper before. It's I can't get my head around this time travel at all. <laughs> but one thing I do know, we'll finish as we always do. Come, Come on, on, you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast. Recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talker United on the iTunes app. 
please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.